What's up, guys? This is the legit boss, Sasha Banks, and you are listening to WNS. You are listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abert. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 335 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. And all you have to do is search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. The podcast is on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel. And Tyler is at Tyler underscore Aber. Uh, there you go. Believe it or not, I got back into my Twitter account. Oh, really? After a long time. Like, I didn't remember the password, but they sent the email. Change your password up? Yeah, so I'm back in. You're active on Twitter again? Yeah, I only posted one thing. Hey, that's, it. that's one more than you did the past It still confuses year. me. Twitter still confuses me, but... I can help walk uh, you through it. I don't know. It's easy. What's your um, <clears throat> what's your new uh, your new app thingy you're doing? Oh, uh, I'm doing Flipagram. Um, I guess that's a replacement for Vine. <clears throat> I don't have too many videos. Um, we got like five or six, huh? Uh, four. Yeah. Actually, I did, out some content. I did three, and then I like copied <clears throat> my one from Vine somehow. <clears throat> I have an app that copies stuff on the screen, so the audio sounds a little weird. But um, uh, yeah. Just search Tyler A Bear. Um, I did all that stuff at work. <laughs> so, but nah. Um, I'm gonna try to get some video editing software on my computer, and I don't have like money to get a good camera, so I'm just gonna use my phone for now, and then try to edit stuff on uh, my phone and my computer once I get it set up. There you go. So yeah, we got lots to talk about this week. We're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown Live. Got some hot topics as we get closer to SummerSlam. Um, we do want to address all the feedback that we got uh, over the week. Uh, I didn't type it all out just because there was a lot. Um, and I know just me personally, I want to say thank you to everyone who did chime in. Uh, while I might not read all of the uh, the feedback that we got, um, it was much appreciated. You mean read on the air? Yes, read on here. Yes, we did. We did read all the comments and uh, and the messages and everything like that. So, uh, so we certainly do appreciate uh, everyone who took time to uh, uh, address the show, address the topic that we uh, discussed last week. Um, I know Doug has uh, a bit of update on that. Yeah, I just I'm gonna maybe respond to some of the things people said in feedback because I think it will maybe help illustrate my point and like where I'm coming from and. And all that. And so, first of all, like Daniel said, it was really cool to hear from so many people being so supportive. And even the people who may have not, like, wrote anything for us, uh, who were just out there feeling it, I mean, just the possibility of that is all, like, really cool as well. And, and I really appreciated it. Not only did we get comments, we got, like, so, like long personal messages from people mm -hmm. and all that stuff was like really cool and really appreciated. And, uh, just to respond to some of that, because I think it's going to start help, like help me illustrate like how I've 
come to this decision. Uh, I'm just going to bring up some of the things that people said. And like, uh, I know someone, and I don't remember all the people that all these things correspond with, but I'm going to just try and go through some of it. I know there were people who said stuff that, hey, listen, every podcast gets criticized and everyone feels pressure to cover non-WWE or or other people are feeling pressure to cover. I just want to be like really clear and Tyler and Daniel will vouch for me on this. Like if it's not, if it's not criticism that I think we, we deserve that I don't feel like it is warranted. I will go in on motherfuckers and I will go on them hard and I won't think twice about it. So I don't want anyone to think what was said last week or what is going to be the result of it came from some person's like YouTube comment. That's just not the reality of the situation. It was something that I had been feeling for a, for a while now. And it was something that I saw that I took as an opportunity to help me um, get my feelings on what was going on out for, for the rest of the guys and for, you know, the, the listeners as well. So please believe that this, this is like no YouTube comment commenters fault or any pressure. I, I do not feel pressure to, I don't feel pressure to do what any listener thinks we should do. And that's not that I don't appreciate what the listeners have to to say. It's not that I don't appreciate what the listeners want. It's not that I don't appreciate the listeners for just being there and listening, but I am the type of person and I'm a pretty stubborn person, but I am the type of person who needs to satisfy myself first. And I don't want to sound like really pretentious. Like I think I'm some fucking artist or something because the reality of what the situation is, what we do ain't even close to art. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not like a slave to like the, the audience. Like, so no, whenever I made a push to cover different things, to mix it up, that's because that's what I was wanting. Not because I thought that's what other people wanted or not because of comments that we got. That's something I desire to do and something that is my ideal for what the show should be. And so nothing that happened is any commenter or listener's fault. It's all like how I feel and what I think the show should be like. I heard people say, like, I know I heard some people say, well, I know that the WWE is popular and that's, they're the biggest thing in the wrestling industry. And if you want people to listen to your show, if you want to have a large body of listeners, you've got to cover the WWE. I do not care how many people listen to this show. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate listeners. It's not that I don't want listeners. It's not that. It's not that I don't want to reach as large of an audience as possible. I do, but I want the listeners that fit right for like what I want to do. I'm not there just to have people listen to me so I can say some Mm -hmm. people listen to me. So I'm not trying to build like I, my idea was never to build like a large audience. I know some people said that like, how can the W, how can your show be good if the podcast, I mean, how can the podcast be good if WWE sucks so bad? And I get that, but like where I'm coming from is I'm not responsible for how good 
Raw is, I'm responsible for how good the, this show is. You know what I mean? Like, my name's not on Raw, and I'm just the type of motherfucker who, if I'm going to put my name on something, I want it to be good or at least my best effort or at least, like, working to being as good as we can. And I just don't feel like that's where we're at right now. And uh, it's not like a burnout thing. It's just, like, we've just reached... we've just reached an area where what we want for the show is different things and what, what our ideals and what we want to do and what we want to accomplish and the way we want to proceed are different. And I'm just going to be stepping away. This is going to be my last show. Um, I'm a little bummed out. About, I'm a lot bummed out about it. It's going to be a big void in my life. Um, I just don't know what else to do. I just feel like it's the best way to like proceed and because of just like I just don't want it to get like I feel like me and Daniel maybe of getting a little bit frustrated with each other. And this is not please don't be like I'm saying like it, we we sat down in a room and we were like Drew the line is like it's fucking me or you motherfucker. <laughs> I just think that like what like where we were at last week we we're like so diametrically opposed to what we wanted and it's just like it would just be better for us to just be like not ever like get frustrated with each other and just be friends and just hang out and like we want different things for the show so maybe it's hard for us to collaborate right now and that's just is what it is and it's not like i want i want i don't want anyone to think this is some like messy band breakup where we put indefinite hiatus on our facebook page or fucking whatever <laughs> it's just like i'm stepping away like these two dudes are still my boys there's still love here we're still gonna hang out we've just reached the point where we can't collaborate because we want different things for the show and that's that's all it is. It's it is what it is. It's all it is. We've already talked about this. This is a surprise to them. We talked about it before we ever jumped on the air. Mm -hmm. And uh that's just where we're at. I'm gonna be stepping away. This is gonna be my last show. So uh I really I love wrestling. I love podcasting as a medium. I love these two dudes and I love all the listeners who have given us the time of day for way for god knows how long now six seven years whatever it's been long and time. uh it's been really cool and i like super appreciate that anybody ever listened to what we had to say that people like hung around for a while i know there are people that aren't even here anymore and they don't mm. even know that i'm fucking saying this but i appreciate those people too and uh you know it's all good it's all love and um you know the show's gonna keep being awesome for you guys and uh you know it is what it is um that's it i guess i don't know what else to say well i know that there is absolutely no way anyone could ever attempt to replace a doug um you came in your actual first appearance i went back and looked and uh your very first appearance was episode 14. Yeah. It was our Larry, Larry Sweeney tribute episode. Um, then you came in as a guest host, episode 27. And by episode 30, we made you, we, we, we wanted you on as full time. And you've been with us ever since. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough uh, not having you here because uh, I know that. Uh, Sometimes we get negative feedback, and and you're the the first line of defense for us. You'll go and 
say, hey, motherfucker, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> well, it's not deserved. Come on now. Yeah. Deserved or not, you're the one, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're, our, uh, you're our retaliation. And, uh, you know, you, you, you see the uh, wrestling world in a way that I had never seen before. Um, you were more educated in the wrestling world than I ever thought I could be. Um, I mean, it was one of those things where if we found out that, uh, someone had been signed to WWE, I I came to you. I'm like, dude, tell me about this guy. What's he all about? What's going on? So, you know, for you to, to be stepping away, it's going to be, uh, incredibly sad because, um, you have been a part of the show. You've been this show. Um, you, you've made this show wonderful and, uh, it's going to be sad to, to see you go. I know we've had several, uh, spontaneous moments because of you. The the bear puns would not have been what it was without you because you convinced a bear to read it like a bear. The shower talk that we had for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. How, how does one take a shower? That was from you. You know, there were several moments in the in this show over the past several years that we've that we've done that have stemmed from you. Y'all know I like to get off on a tangent. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that we love. It, it doesn't matter what we're talking about if uh, if we get sidetracked, we know that it's going to be entertaining. And and one of the major key components of that is you. So uh, you know, we we both love you uh, and. You are going to be heavily missed on this show. I mean, I'm going to miss the fuck out of you guys. It's going to be a huge... Well, I'm not going to lie. It's not... I'm just not going to write out here and not think about it again. It's going mm-hmm. to be a void in my life. Uh, but I just... We just came to the place where I don't know what else we could have done. Yeah. Just like you said earlier, we're going to be seeing you all the time or whatever. It's not yeah. like we're not going to see him. So just yeah, to I don't let people know. Yeah, I don't want to think this is like some <laughs> like bitter feud. Or yeah. we're, we're not Tug's, breaking up. We're Tug's not, moving uh, to California. He doesn't yeah. want to talk to us. We're not going to see him anymore. <clears throat> Uh, it's one of those, you know, got to We got to do what we got to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, on behalf of all the listeners, I certainly want to thank you for, for your time, your dedication of coming into the show. I know you've done the show sick. I know you've done the show hurt whenever you got attacked in the leg. Um, you know, you've, uh, we almost went to jail together. So, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you've uh, you've stepped into the uh, you you've put your head into someone's car as they were trying to drive away in order to promote the show, saying, "Hey, what do you got to lose? Give us a listen." He helped us uh, pass out flyers that went unnoticed at a WWE live event at the cost of getting one of those knockoff John Cena shirts. Yeah. The wings to go <laughs> yeah. time period was fun. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's. I mean, there are so many memories from the uh, from the past few years that uh, cannot be replaced. They cannot be duplicated. They cannot be rebooted. Whatever word you want to use for it, it can't be done. So, um, yeah. I just thought it would be better this way than just like leaving and not ever saying anything. And just <laughs> like, well, Doug's gone, and I just kind of wanted like. I mean, I knew you guys, we talked before mm-hmm. we, we came on, so I knew that you understood where I was coming from, but I just wanted, like, anybody who out there listening who may have cared to, like, understand, like, where I was coming from and that sure. I didn't just, like, just wake up one day. I was like, ah, fuck this shit, and, like, I'm out. <laughs> and, you know, it just... Well, I'm glad it didn't come to that. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, I mean, I just didn't want to think. Not that it, it. I just didn't want anyone to think. I was just like, eh, whatever. This ain't no no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, you know, the show has always been very open with our listeners. Uh, we've always, you know, we've we've tried not to hide anything from you guys unless it's a a big announcement like a uh, an interview or something like that with the WWE superstar. Um, so we've tried to keep it open with you, and yeah. It's gonna it's gonna suck for a while, I'll be honest. But uh, you know, we'll try and uh, push on the best we can. Tyler, you got anything to to say? I love you. I love you too, man. Oh. So uh, yeah. So with that, Doug's final show. Let's uh, let's try and have some fun. I to be honest, after this this past weekend, because I had so much work-related stuff going on i woke up on sunday and i felt like i had this huge weight lifted off my chest just this the burden of work like i finally i came into work this past monday and i was able to like relax the thing the whole weekend uh it was like friday evening and all day saturday and then we did tear down and all that so sunday i actually got to rest a little bit i got to watch rick and morty and game of thrones and all that good stuff um but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Raw. They they kicked things off with uh, with Miz TV, um, calling out Jason Jordan. Kurt Angle comes out and says, "No, I got someone even better than Jason Jordan because Jordan's got a match later on." So uh, we got we got a different guest. Turned out to be Brock Lesnar, and uh, I actually in- enjoyed the uh, Miz's impersonation of Paul Heyman, basically saying, "I know the shtick that you're going to go with. I know what you're going to say." Don't waste my time. Head on out. Paul Heyman responds with, well, let's do a little bit of role play. You will be Roman Reigns. You'll be Braun Strowman. You'll be Samoa Joe. Lesnar presumes to uh, destroy all three men. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was an all right moment. Um, I'm just ready for the, the whole match to go down to SummerSlam. Yeah, I am looking forward to that match, the, the Fatal 4-Way for SummerSlam. There are a couple other matches that I'm... Kind of looking forward to. Um, some of them I feel are being thrown together and not really a whole lot of interest in there. But for the ones that I do have interest, I'm I'm curious to see how they'll how they'll go. Um, what do you think, Doug? Uh, I was into it. It worked for me. I thought it was a fine way to get um, to get Lesnar on the show. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother me that he went through like the whole Mistourage because Miz is not a guy that you depend on feeling like some. Some badass, like his some like his legitimacy is like compromised by like getting tossed around a bit, mm-hmm. and Dallas and Axel are just goons, so it's well, it's not a big deal. You think because <clears throat> his character is cocky and he was saying that stuff to Lesnar and Heyman because his boy his boys were there and they were going to protect him or whatever instead of. Yeah, they were shook. You could see that when they were walking out by the facial expressions he was pulling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I had that feeling that that was going to happen, that Lesnar was going to go through them. Sure. He's got to make an example what he's going to do. Yeah, well, after all the stuff, you know, like, hey, man, you're not going to walk out of SummerSlam with the title pretty mm-hmm. much. I still don't know what they're going to do exactly for that. I mean... I would like for Lesnar to drop the title, but if they're going to go with that whole route of, oh, he's leaving, if he loses, keep that in mind, and he's being booked for other events and 
he's scheduled to be at WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. I mean, what's he really going to do? Is he just going to take some time off, leave, or they're going to say, oh, we never said how long he was going to leave. He was just going to leave. I don't know. But uh, that takes us into the uh, the first matchup. Sheamus going up against Seth Rollins. Um, nothing really stood out for the match, but uh, Sheamus ends up getting the victory. Um, Seth Rollins decides, hey, I'm not done. Get back here and fight. He decides to go after Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus beat him down. Crowd was chanting for Ambrose. And like Ambrose said last week, hey, if you do that again, I'm not coming out to save you. And sure enough, Ambrose does not make the save. They had a backstage segment where he said, dude, I told you that was going to happen. Why Why would you do that? So it's building up for uh, for later of the will they, won't they uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> after that, we got to see Jason Jordan. He was supposed to be in a match with Curtis Axel, but uh, Kurt Angle had to find a replacement at the last minute, and it happened to be just some guy who was already in his wrestling gear backstage, Jean-Pierre Goulet. I believe that was his name. Yeah. And, uh, crowd was pretty behind him. They, they were, they're, di- they're building up to like I, what I said a few weeks ago with, um, Jordan's going to go, uh, against the Miz. I think in time, I think they're having to build him up a little bit and establish him in the eyes of the crowd. Like I know they, the crowd is somewhat familiar of his work with American alpha, but I don't know. What do you think, Doug? I mean, I assumed that that was the SummerSlam match, that he was going to get the shot. Um, this could have just been like a detour just because they needed something for Lesnar to do mm-hmm. to look strong because Reigns and uh, Strowman had the main event and Joe was involved in the finish, so Gil Lesnar on the show. And, I mean... Going to have three guys to take down. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, and and technically his match was supposed to be with one of them it was just mm-hmm. shuffled I guess Lesnar is going to be there next week too the the show before the pay-per-view I would think so if he has any dates left and he's going to be stepping away I imagine they're going to be using them yeah but uh I don't know Jordan was getting the shit boot out of him yeah and they I were just, in Canada yeah which but is bizarre world according to the WWE yeah, but I don't know. It just seemed like they didn't give the poor guy. He didn't do anything like shitty. He, it was a squash match, and he looked good in a squash. I don't know. I mean, his music's bad. Okay, I get that. <laughs> but like, I don't know what he what what he could have done that they would have wanted. Yeah, I mean, it was like you said, it was a squash match. Uh, Jason Jordan gets the win. The crowd was booing him. Uh, I mean, they even booed poor Bailey. Uh, Bailey came out to announce that yeah. she is not going to be able to compete at SummerSlam. And that um, two triple threat matches were going to be yeah. taking place to determine who's going to face off next week for the number yeah, one contender. Yeah, it was weird that they were booing her, but... Yeah, I mean, it was very strange. I'm not sure why they did it. Mm. Any idea? I mean, maybe just... I feel with the way they've booked her, maybe, that people... I just thought it was a shitty crowd, to be honest with you, because even when creative or, you know, whoever you want to say does someone wrong or sort of whatever you want to say has happened to Bailey, whatever they've done to like extinguish like the overness that she came in with and like mm-hmm. the the momentum that she had, whatever they've done to squander that, 
that doesn't make people turn on you. That means people give up on you. That means people stop believing like you're going to win the big win or do something cool or they stop popping for your shit because they don't believe it's going to lead to anything. It doesn't make them turn on you necessarily. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just thought it was a shitty crowd because there was a couple of shitheads that I was just mugging the whole time. They were like, what are these people up to? Yeah. I saw some, um, I mean, there's people out there that generally just like get excited about stuff, but Mm -hmm. there were some moments that I feel like wasn't like a, Oh my gosh moment. And there's some people in the front right there were camera side. I think they were trying to just get the camera put on them, which didn't come down to it. It was just when they're panning, you know, and when they're you know looking in the ring and you see those people in the front row, mm-hmm. it that was that was just a shot and I was like that dude's just he's just being over animated. Yeah. He's just trying to get that two I mean, or three seconds he, where they maybe cut he is super, maybe he is excited. Maybe you know. I but. think I know who you are talking about. Was it the guy with like the red hat? He had the Romans suck shirt. Yes. On. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. guy sucks. That guy, yeah. dude. You were trying way too hard. Yeah. See, one of the, the really negative things about them using, like, crowd reaction sauce so, so much is that they're, like, like training some of these schmucks to, like, overreact Whoa. like they want some camera time or something. Yeah. Also, the yeah. guy next to him uh, with a cut-off Hulkamania shirt on that had the the sign that was just a trash can that he held up every time Roman did anything. The guy in the Hulkamania shirt who doesn't understand the irony that he doesn't like Roman Reigns. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. With them being over there in Canada or when they're somewhere else, you don't see those regulars like the Weird Al guy and like uh, or Sign Guy. I think Sign Guy has been moved to more like the side of hard camera, not to where he's on screen as much. Yeah. So you don't you don't really see him on TV too much anymore. But uh, but yeah, Bailey announced she's not going to be able to compete at SummerSlam and uh, two Triple Threat. Matches were going to be taking place. Uh, what's really bad is that the first one was taking place, and I completely forgot who the other women would be. Like, I knew Nia Jax was going to be in it because obviously she was going to win, but I was like, who are the other two girls? Like, I could not for the life of me remember. And then it was like Mickey James and Dana Brooke. I was like, oh my God, it is Mickey James and Dana Brooke. Like, I completely forgot that they were on the roster because they're so underutilized. In any sense when, of the, in, of the I would think Mickey James was on like made event last week. <laughs> I would think when her contract's up, she would leave. Yeah, because I mean they're not doing anything with her. I saw the thing that you sent to us that whole um, um, Titus brand uh, meeting worldwide, worldwide meeting. I, I like that. I really did. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, maybe Titus Worldwide becoming like an official stable? Because it seemed like Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke is trying to get recruited. So I know someone mentioned uh, in like the comment section of that video, it was like, how cool would it be if he were to have clients on Raw and SmackDown and be similar to like the Heenan family? I mean, I love it. I'm I'm all in on Titus Worldwide. So a better it, shirt. I think, yeah, the shirt's not great. It's not the worst shirt, but it's also like not a good shirt. Start out point. And I don't know. I'm really into it, but I think it's only going to work with certain people, and I hope they don't just start shoving anyone in it. Mm-hmm. I think my enjoyment of it is because the like those guys are actually like really like good friends, and they're just like goofing off, and I get whatever satisfaction out of that. Yeah. It was cool in that video 
to have Akira uh, goof off with them because usually it's, you know. He's being all serious. It's serious or, you know, um, Titus is, you know, just kind of you know, moving him around and stuff. So it's cool <laughs> that all three are goofing off. Mm-hmm. But I don't think now, but I think eventually that if they do like a like a bigger stable, like those guys need to like maybe like get the titles or something. Yeah, I'm thinking that maybe Akira gets the cruiserweight championship at SummerSlam. Like I know we're, this isn't our official predictions yet, but the way that they've been building the Titus brand and Akira Tozawa is getting a lot of spotlight. We haven't seen much of Neville really, unless you're watching 205 Live. I feel like they might be thinking about changing the title. I don't know. The whole, Titus uh, worldwide. The whole cruiserweight stuff's been a disappointment to me. Yeah, it has. It has been. Uh, There's a lot of talk that it's on the way out. Mm. Like, they're going to keep those guys? Like, 205 is gone. Supposedly, supposedly 205 might be leaving. Yeah, then what would they do with those guys? Keep some and release some? Probably. That's probably what they would do. I I still think bump them down with NXT. Have them shoot with them. You know, you got your crowd built in right there. They'll establish themselves there. But who knows? Um, so, yeah, the first uh, triple threat match saw Emma, Alicia Fox, and Sasha Banks. Uh, this was a, a fairly quick matchup. Sasha Banks ends up getting the victory uh, after making, uh, I believe, Emma uh, tap out. Uh, after that, we got to see Gallows and Anderson going up against Enzo and the Big Show. And I had no, I, I have no interest in this whole Enzo and Big Show Dynamic and the uh, uh, and the big cast thing that's refusing to die. I felt like I'm over it, but I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, um, big cast came out, attacked the big show. Um, Gallows and Anderson ended up getting the victory. Big Show retaliated on Big Cass, and that's going to set up for their match: Big Show versus Big Cass at SummerSlam. Enzo in a shark cage. Enzo, yeah, Enzo in a shark cage. They could have just locked him up on the stage, but they're like, no, let's have him in the air. That'll work. I guess to go with the Mattel shark cage that they introduced for the Royal Rumble when, oh, Kevin, okay. when Jericho was locked in it. That's probably what they'll end up doing. Um, let's see. Finn Balor, had a, he cut a promo on Bray Wyatt. Lights go out. Bray Wyatt's in the ring. Uh, Finn Balor is up on the corner. They have a little scuffle. What's going to happen most likely a SummerSlam with Bray Wyatt versus the Demon. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I noticed uh, last week whenever Bray Wyatt cut his promo, um, they did the the heartbeat lights or the heartbeat sound effect with the red lights. And whenever he comes out and does his normal entrance, they do white white lights. So it is they are teasing the the Demon entrance. So that'll probably be the coolest part of their match. I'm hoping they'll have a a decent match, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Mm, I'm sort of over the entrance too, so I don't, I don't know that that's going to save anything. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I I hope they could, but I don't. I do not know. I, I'm always just annoyed with Bray. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see Dean Ambrose going up against Cesaro, and this match was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, I like the spot with Cesaro, not on the top turnbuckle, but on the. I don't even know what to call it. Pillar next to the uh, thing? Ring post? Yeah, the ring post. Um, oh, you mean the thing on the, further out than the ring post? Well, it's... 
Whatever those. Yeah, big you got the you are. got the turnbuckles and then I guess the ring post itself. Yeah, that has the giant tube or whatever around it. Um, pretty solid matchup. Ambrose ends up getting the victory. Uh, Sheamus got involved, and uh, Rollins came out to make the save. And then at long last, Ambrose puts his hand out as to say, "All right, man, let's do it." Crowd goes insane, chanting, "Yes, yes, yes." But Rollins refuses. So I saw one comment that said, well, he could be just frustrated because Ambrose didn't out. come out and make the save earlier in that night. That's how, Even I, though, took That's how I took it. Yeah. Is that how you took it, Doug? I did too. I took it as like, oh, now you want a fucking fist bump, asshole. All right. <laughs> That's how I took it. Like, okay, well, now we're even. Everything's okay. So next week, maybe they... Uh, solidify and it, it works really well for me i mean it's one of the one of the high points of raw for me and i'm as someone who's been pretty sour on ambrose and rollins for a while now yeah this is the most interesting they've been to me in months and uh i think the storytelling is actually good um i don't know the match was really good uh ambrose even dialed back he he showed restraint and only did the rebound lariat where it made sense, where he got kicked. I hate when he does it like like four times in a match, and mm-hmm. I was like, just save it, man. Whenever he first started doing it, I, I loved it. Now, like, I can't stand it. It's kind of like the Randy Orton DDT from the No, I can stand that more now than the, 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 the whole Lariat thing. Because I mm-hmm. think it, I could be wrong. It looks different in my opinion now. I don't know how. Maybe he, like, changed it a little bit somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well... <sighs> I just think he overuses it, and then he uses it in some spots that don't make sense. And yeah. he showed a lot of restraint in only using it in a spot where it made sense. And I was like, "Oh wow, good on him for doing that." Yeah, um, the superplex spot was like excellently done. Like Cesaro made you feel like he was really gonna fucking superplex him to the floor outside. Just by the way, he teased it, and I kept looking over like I'm gonna. About to drop this dude on the ground outside. Just to, to work it back into like a normal suplex the other way, like in the inside, I thought that was like masterfully done. And like just a like little attention to detail stuff, like where he like he had worked the gut a bunch and Ambrose was selling the stomach and the sides. And he added those little like like kicks like before like he teased the swing. Just like little things, a, a bunch of little cool moments I thought that like elevated the match mm-hmm. so I don't know like you don't have really to do good. something incredibly flashy sometimes the small details make the match a little bit better yeah I thought the match was really good actually mm-hmm. uh, but Ambrose like I said did get end up getting the victory uh, after that Akira Tozawa made short work of Arya Davari. man that his finisher is it just a it's just a drop pretty much like senton off the top. it is a lot of height on it though. it is so sick to watch but uh, it's enjoyable. But Akira does end up getting the victory. The second women's triple threat match, Nia Jax, Mickey James, Dana Brooke. Uh, Nia Jax makes short work of both ladies. Um, definitely showed off her strength when uh, got the victory. So she will be facing Sasha Banks next week to determine the number one contender. You know, like, I don't know. Part of me likes Nia. Part of me doesn't. Like, I know we're past, like, She's like kind of a monster, but she's not. Well, she you know isn't I mean? like most girls. Uh, yeah. Uh, but 
I don't know, because I feel like, you know, she's like a big dominant woman. I feel mm-hmm. like this is probably me like putting her in a category, but I feel like she should be like a monster. But yeah. they ruined that. So because, you know, how she comes out, you know, she smiles. It's not like I'm going to kill you. It looks like she's laughing, you know, like, I don't know. It's like she's trying to be a model, but also be presented I, as a monster. I guess that I don't know if I'm saying that exactly, but yeah. Because it's like you're doing the runway while you're smiling, have, you know. But then you get in the ring, and I guess it's all business. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point in time, she's been on the main roster long enough that she should have, even if by accident, won the championship. So it's like, how much of a monster can you really be if you haven't won the championship? The same thing could be said for... She's going to eventually get it. Yeah, I mean, the same thing could be said for Braun Strowman, but they're, they're doing much better work with Braun Strowman. Like, you know his reign will eventually come. Whereas Nia Jax, I, I don't know. She's just a, you know, a powerhouse who can't get the job done every once in a while. I don't know. What do you think, Doug? They just didn't protect her well enough for it to mean what you would logically think she would mean. Because to me, it's not the like the model strut or like in the entrance that takes away from her feeling of dominance is that they beat her whenever they feel like they can beat her and they've done it too many times now for it to, to feel like she's some like unstoppable person. Mm-hmm. She's been stopped a few times now. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that takes us into the main event. Braun Strowman going up against Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. And this match was fun, hard hitting, Everything we've come to expect from Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. I thought they did a, a, a solid enough job of putting on a show. The the uh, chair throw from Braun into Roman looked absolutely sick. The spear from Roman onto Braun as Roman was running down the ramp was absolutely sick. What was that move that uh, Roman was trying to do and Braun picked him up? And when he picked him up in the air, he did the Superman punch to the face. What was that? I remember the punch, but I don't remember what he was trying to do. Yeah, I don't remember either. But um, the match concluded. Uh, Both men are exhausted. Roman Reigns had the upper hand. Um, Samoa Joe puts him in the uh, Coquita Clutch and makes him go night-night as Braun Strowman gets the win. Um, But what was your take on the the matches or on the match with it? I thought it was a lot of fun. It's it's sort of hard to have um, a last man standing match, especially when one of you the guys in the match's deal is that he like can fucking walk away from getting like crashed into the wall with a truck. You know, so it's hard. It's like when his deal is that it's you hard. Can put him to, in an ambulance and right do all the fun stuff. So it's sort of hard to. His whole thing is that he doesn't have to sell a lot anyway. So it's it, when the match is built around him not being able to get to his feet, it's like hard to put everything you've seen out of your mind, like up until this point, and mm-hmm. you should be like, well, this guy should be able to get out. So it's hard for them to work under these circumstances, but they had to beat someone and they had to beat them in a safe way where they still meant like a big deal for the pay per view. So I don't fault them for it. I thought they did a good job with what they were able to work with. It's just hard to have a last man standing match. That's really good. Yeah. Cause then it takes, it takes a lot of the energy out of the match. Every time they have to stop and they count to eight or they count to nine and then they get that last minute gasp in the, to, to stand back up. 
I totally didn't see Samojo coming there. It just came. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, yeah, yeah. it's good camera work, but it's I very just good like camera angle. Yeah, came out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what the? <laughs> Those people knew, but they 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 timed it right with the camera. Yeah, sure. it was well done. Um, and I, did, I guess I missed this part. Apparently, Braun Strowman got on the microphone. I missed that part. What did he say? Uh, I don't just that, that. He, he, the, just that he was going to win at SummerSlam. Was that? Uh, it might have been something air? that happened out, off the air. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> but um, yeah. So enjoyable matchup. It was a lot of fun. Hulk Hogan shirt guy who definitely didn't like Roman Reigns <laughs> was losing his shit for Braun Strowman, who doesn't understand that Braun Strowman is also a Vince project. He is, in fact, the very <laughs> next Vince project right after Roman. Yeah. <sighs> it hurts, doesn't it? It doesn't hurt me. I find it amusing, but <laughs> it's painful. It's painful to watch. Like God, people. You just don't get it. Um, so that takes us over to SmackDown Live. Uh, I got I, I wasn't able to catch the uh, the first bit of of SmackDown. I was stuck at the grocery store during the uh, torrential downpour that uh, was our area. The whole Cena thing. He put over Nakamura and all that stuff, and they they briefly touched on uh, the whole um, him landing on his neck, like barely mm. touching it, but. Um, then Baron Corbin came out, and then uh, I forgot how it went down because he didn't have a match for Summer. Doesn't have a Summer. No, Baron Corbin came out there because they also showed the footage from last week's episode where after they went off the air, mm-hmm. or if it was a exclusive, I don't know. But when Baron Corbin attacked Shinsuke Nakamura and then attacked Cena. Then after that, he came out. And then they were talking back and forth, blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, you said that." Um, no, he. I'm trying to remember everything he said. He said that he's the future or whatever. Daniel Bryan came out. Oh, someone had a sign in the audience that he's a fire dumpster or something. Hmm. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Opposite. Uh, and then. Everyone started calling that. Daniel Bryan came out there, called him that. And then he's like, well, y'all going to have a match at SummerSlam. Pretty okay. much. So Cena and Corbin set for SummerSlam. Which I saw that coming. Yeah. Um, he's the only other guy who needs to put, Cena needs to put over before he leaves. No. So he's taking a break. He's going to do some stuff and come he's back and be on Raw. Raw. He's going to Raw. I don't is know. He's going straight to Raw? I don't know. Because uh, they, they, they always like to say it free agent John Cena. That's right. He can go where he wants and do, do what he wants. Yep. Right. Um, after that, we got to see the Usos going up against the team of Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger. Um, is the Usos music new? It's brand new. Or was it last week? Uh, new? They debuted. They changed it up a little bit last week. Yeah. No, this was like completely new, I thought. Right? Or was this Or is this someone else I'm thinking of? No, they changed it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah, the Usos got their music changed up a little bit. Seth Rollins did too. <clears throat> Seth Rollins added that they screen. added the burn it down. Um, the, supposedly the, at a house show, they introduced a new Baron Corbin theme. Oh, that's what it's no, yeah. This SmackDown Baron Corbin has a whole new theme. Cool. That was it. I was trying to think of someone else who had a new one, but I couldn't think of it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Usos end up defeating Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger, and uh, the New Day attacked afterwards. Any thoughts on that? No, simple, done. 
All right. After that, I got to see Fashion Peaks. Uh, this is I, I came in at the tail end of this, so I got to see Arn Anderson, which was all, an it's interesting treat. Cheesy. Um, they're talking to the Ascension. I was about to say the Dissension, Ascension, mm-hmm. and um, he's just like saying, "Hey, where's Dango and all that stuff?" And they don't know. And he's like, "Hey, can I have this or whatever?" Because he promised them something or whatever. And then they left. And then out of nowhere, Fandango appears, but like he's like he has like a dress shirt on, a tie around his head and stuff, and he's hmm. like sipping his cocktail or whatever. He has changed. Um, I forgot what he Oh, he got abducted by aliens, he said. And he goes, Yeah, I know um the he was saying weird stuff like the next person who comes in the office is like the one who destroyed Tully the horse. Hmm. And it was Arn Anderson. <laughs> And they came in. They're asking him. He's like, "What'd you say?" He goes, "He asked him a question." He's like, "Yeah, damn right, I did." He destroyed it. Yeah, so he'll do it again too. Yep. Uh, so yeah, kind of cheesy humor. They're at least trying to entertain the crowd, I guess. Um, after that, we got to see Charlotte going up against Lana. Uh, very short matchup. Charlotte made quick work of Lana, and um, man, it's like they're using Lana and uh, what's her face. Um, Tamina, Tamina together. <laughs> I, keep, I don't. So I keep wanting to say Nia Jax. Yeah, Tamina. I don't. I don't really care for this, but I don't know how far they're gonna go with this because there was a promo later yeah. saying that you know she wants Lana's help being ravishing or like not not ravishing, but she called it a name that you know you you got three title shots back mm-hmm. to back to back. You know I want my title shot. You know I need your help for that. Yeah, because you were being ravishing. There's another word. Something. I don't Thoughts. remember. I don't, know. I don't remember what it was, but uh, but yeah. So it looks like Lana and Tamina are gonna try and work together. I don't know what their what their plans are for these two, but it's gonna be weird. Any thoughts on Tamina and Lana? Not really. No. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, and Shane McMahon. They had a uh, talking segment, um, getting ready for the SummerSlam match. And Shane McMahon ended up getting kicked in the head. Um, this is another match I'm looking forward to. Uh, not as much as like the for SummerSlam, the Raw, you know, the the Fatal Four Way thing. Mm. But uh, I I like the Kevin Owens and uh, AJ with uh, Shane as a ref. Yeah, you think he'll be impartial? Think we'll they're call teasing, it down the middle? They're teasing that, huh? I think he'll try to be, but something will happen. happen that'll piss Owens off, and that's how they'll push off into Shane versus Kevin. Or at least further it. It may not happen right right. I, say, I, I was like, it was weird just to see. I mean, it was a good match, but AJ and Shane, then I was like, I'm not for sure about that match to happen. It was good. And then uh, if they're teasing this, I'm still not gonna be for sure of it. Yeah, I did like one little thing about that. This segment it was the fact that Kevin Owens brought video footage and was like, you know, Shane, I don't know if you if you're going to be calling it down the middle after what AJ did to you earlier this year. And it showed whenever uh, AJ threw Shane's head through the limo windshield or side side window. And then uh, and then he turned to AJ and said, and I don't know if you should be trusting him after what he's done as special guest referee. And it cuts uh older videos of him flipping off Stone Cold Steve Austin in a referee shirt and doing all that. And uh, I chuckled at the bit where he said, you know, you can find just about anything on the WWE Network these days. So it was a subtle plug for the network and also, you know, 
good good storytelling in the fact that hey, I don't know if you two can trust one another. So I at least enjoyed that. Uh, after that, we got to see Naomi going up against Carmella. And uh, this match ends with some help from the returning James Ellsworth. His suspension is over, and uh, he pushed Did Naomi. Did they say why? I mean, was he doing something else? It's wellness, wasn't it? Was it wellness? Really? Was it? He had, a, he had like a shoot 30 days suspension. Oh, wow. I they they was... storyline wrote him out, but I'm pretty sure he, I... I could be wrong in misremembering this, but I think there. I think he might have had like a wellness strike or something. Wow, I might be wrong. I mean, I may be misremembering, but I thought there was something like really to it. Huh? I'll have to do a little research on that. I may hmm. be pulling that out of my ass. Let's see. Mm, I don't know. I'll look around and see what I can find. Um, but that took us into the uh, the main event, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal, the grudge match. Um, I didn't really focus too much on this matchup I, just because their previous matches didn't really hold much interest in me. Um, but was there anything to take away from the match? Not really. Just a standard one-on-one? Yeah. Uh, Randy Shinsuke Orton. watched from the back. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton ends up getting the victory, and then after the match, Rusev came out and attacked Randy Orton. I'm interested to see what happens to SummerSlam, just because I feel like it could go either way. I feel like Jinder could retain, and I think Nakamura could win it. Man, I'm just I'm so iffy on this situation, just because it's like, okay, I want Shinsuke to win, but Baron's lurking with that. T- you know, I don't want. To be honest with you, I do not want Baron to cash in on Shinsuke. You know what I mean? Mostly because their little mini feud sucked. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's what they're going to try and ride on. Mm. Like, I don't want to see it. I would much rather, and I don't know why, but I in my head I'm seeing... Well, they, I mean, he could have the briefcase up to a year. Yeah. So let Shinsuke have the belt for a while. Maybe he'd drop to someone else, and then later on, Bear can cash in. Maybe. But part of me thinks that for whatever reason, Corbin's going to try and cash in on the Universal Championship. Because I don't know if that's allowed or not, or if it's if the briefcase is specifically for the WWE Championship. Because to my understanding is you can cash in for any championship at any time. So like even if he wanted the United States Championship, he could cash in on that. But people go for the big one. You think he's going to cash in on Roman? I wouldn't necessarily say Roman, but I would. I would think maybe like they, with with their choice of wording as far as the matchup goes for the Fatal Four Way, Brock Lesnar wins, everyone gangs up, walks out, Corbin comes out and cashes in on him. I don't know because they said if Lesnar loses the match, he's leaving. So that would be a way to keep him there. And he just kind of goes off. Because I imagine Roman's going to win the belt and then Cena beats Roman at Mania to get his like record title win or whatever. Mm. I think they're they're pushing the towards the Cena-Roman thing at Mania. Man. It doesn't necessarily need the belt, so he could drop it before then. But yeah. It might be kind of cool to... Have that big moment. Well, I just think it'd be cool to be like have like a like a play chicken with the fans and be like all right motherfuckers 
Who are you going to side with? Yeah. <laughs> Heck, you, you don't even have to have the title involved on that one. Um, you don't, but it'd be cool if it was. Yeah. Part of me still wants to see uh, Braun versus Roman for the championship at Mania. But who knows? We'll I see. mean, they've already, they've feuded for a long time now, or not mm-hmm. a long time, but they've feuded significantly. And if I felt like that's where they were going to go for Mania, I think they would have pumped the brakes on all the stuff they've done recently. Yeah. It's been a good feud. I think it's been the strongest feud they've had this year. I agree with that. It's definitely been my feud of the year. I've enjoyed every match that they've had together. And I've always, I, I have, I haven't gotten to the point where I don't want to see it anymore. Like if they throw them together next week on raw, I'm watching. So they just have that. They just have good chemistry with one another. So we'll have to see what plays out as we get closer to SummerSlam. Going into the hot topics. Um, I'll be completely honest. I didn't even know this show existed. Uh, NXT Insider. It was a show on WWE Network. has apparently been canceled. So joining the laundry list of shows that have been taken out of WWE Network rotation. Kind of a bummer. But like I said, never I didn't even... It. Yeah, I've never seen it and didn't even know it existed. So, uh, I don't know. Um, word is going around that uh, UFC fighter former ufc i guess i'm not sure if she's still involved in it or not but ronda rousey she's done oh she is done okay oh, really uh she's possibly oh you know they're try- training wb's trying their best to get her oh yeah she i mean she's a she's a top draw yeah. right off the bat uh she's possibly training for pro wrestling and jim ross said that it, that it would be a, a very good fit for ronda so that'd wow. be interesting really yeah uh, i would like to see that um, I think it, like it's a good like mutual benefit because a lot of the allure of her being a fighter has been lost with her with her two losses, mm-hmm. and they get like a like a megastar for legitimate the badass. Yeah, and, yeah. It'd be cool to see. That's for sure. Um, in injury news, Scott Dawson uh, unfortunately suffered an injured arm that could possibly require surgery. So the revival just came back from an injury, and now they're out with an injury again. It happens. It does. That's, that's, it sucks. It really does for them because I mean, I guess depending on how long he's out, would the other one just do a singles thing? I guess, or they just keep him backstage. Mm, it'll depend. Uh, I guess the timetable for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any new news in two K eighteen? They only had some screenshots. I haven't seen mm. any other videos. Um. I have a. I saw a documentary I want to talk about. Okay. On Netflix, it's called uh, Lucha Mexico. Um, it was very interesting. It was back in they they did it in 2016, um, and it follows certain people through CMLL and AAA. But um, it 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 was awesome just to go through, like, them talking about you know like the Rudos and. Technicos and all that stuff and how the people react and just those people in their real life. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, you would probably know more of these people than I would, but, uh, a guy named, uh, shocker, you know, shocker. Yeah. Guapo shocker. Uh, he was, he seemed like a really cool dude. Actually, um, giant Bernard, uh, Tenzai was in it at this time. Hmm. So he was in there for a while. Um, John strongman, you know him? Yeah. Um, so they, they uh Shocker has they they went through an injury thing. He like hurt his leg and stuff 
And then, you know, they also showed his restaurant he owns and stuff like that. And uh, let's see. There was a guy who owns a gym. He actually um, got murdered. His name is Fabian. Fabian. Um, I forgot his name. Fabian. Uh, I, I wrote down some of the names so I can. I remember some on the top of my head, but uh, Fabian L. Gitano. I don't know I'm not, if I'm saying it wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, this guy was like. He had a mask and stuff, and then for a while he stopped. For a few years, he was a Chippendale dancer and stuff, and then he came back to wrestle. But they wouldn't say it on air how he, you know, what happened to him, so I had to look up. But he got he got murdered in his house. Mm. So I was sad though. But um, it also it shows some of the um, the the wrestlers, the luchadors that has masks and stuff, and reiterates how important the masks are to people, which we already knew that, but it just to show it, you know, and stuff like, uh, uh, Fabian lost his match and, uh, it was mask versus mask. And it, I mean, he played the character, you know, another character, but all the, all the other people were talking and stuff. And it kind of bothered him that he lost his ma- uh, mm-hmm. mask and stuff. Cause there was a few people that wore their masks like all the time. Maybe like they took it off a little bit at night, and when they woke up, them during the day they wore it. They, uh, hmm. they showed Blue Demon Junior. He was there. Um, who else? Sexy Star was there. Um, I did not know that Sexy Star um, suffers from depression. Hmm. She talked about it. Um, who else? They showed. Um, they also showed. Um, like, was it translated or was it subtitled? Uh. Some people talked in English, like uh, Shocker did, but he also said in Spanish. But when they did Spanish, they did titles at the bottom and stuff. And um, what was sad, though, they also there was another person that passed away. And we we talked about this maybe it was just last year or months ago. Pedro Aguayo or whatever the guy who collapsed in the ring when Rey Mysterio did the six one nine and all, mm-hmm. or right before that they they talked about it. They had him on like the documentary, like talking and stuff. Oh, wow. And then later on they got into it, what happened and stuff. And like all the wrestlers were just like, you know, it could happen to anyone, you know, and it's just sad. And mm-hmm. they had hardcore wrestlers that are for AAA and stuff. And they're showing, you know, all the stuff they do. And they were talking about, um, Pedro and I don't know, man, it, it was a good thing to watch. It was really cool and neat. There's just so many stories that they shared and stuff. And, um, I would recommend it. What's it called again? Uh, Lucha Mexico. Cool. And it's on uh, Netflix. Have to check that out. Um, in an update to uh, Paige's return, possibly, there are conflicting reports going on right now. Uh, according to PWInsider.com, Paige could be cleared to return to WWE by the end of the week. But in a report from ProWrestlingSheet.com, they say that Paige isn't even scheduled to be evaluated until the end of the month. So uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, there. Uh, As far as the WWE Network, they are uh, putting nearly 200 episodes of classic footage from ECW, WCCW, and WWE Old School uh, on the network. You can watch the final year of the ECW franchise, various classic episodes of world-class championship wrestling spanning from 81 to 85, and unforgettable old-school shows from the Philadelphia Spectrum, Los Angeles Sports Arena, and Boston Garden. Um, 
I want to say it was probably last month or two months ago. I watched some of the Smoky Mountain wrestling. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was cool to watch. It really was. I saw I saw the um, Chris Jericho Lan- uh, Lance Storm stuff. It was mm. really neat to see back then. So that's cool. Um, final bit of hot topic news that I have, at least. PW Insider reporting that uh, Alberto El Patron's suspension is believed to be coming to an end uh, just in time for Destination X, which is going to be taking place August 17th. So uh, be on the lookout for his return. Um, any Other than that, you guys have anything? No. Doug, have you been playing Splatoon too. Did you get that? Did you pick I that bought game it, but I haven't played it yet. I mean, I oh, I, I dicked it, I dicked it, or I dicked around like for maybe like an hour, but that's all the time I've had. So mm-hmm. I haven't really played it. Curious as to how it is. I mean, I'm, you, you've talked very highly about the first one, so you, from what I can tell, it's just more Splatoon, and I really like Splatoon. I just haven't had the time to get to get, get into the it. DLC for um, Zelda. I bought it, but I haven't even like played it. I did. I bought I, it when I when I bought the game. They're like, "You want the yeah. DLC?" I was like, "Yeah, I want that fucking DLC." Yeah, I want it. Um, yeah. I'm in the process of trying to get some of the new gear, uh, and I tried to do the the trials, and I ended up failing. I'm like, so a lot the of the gear in. is a lot of the shit that was in the amiibos. No, like there's the new costumes. Yeah, there's new costumes. There's like Tinkle. There's one of the knights from the Wind Waker. Um, there are a few others that you can get, but um, to be honest, I haven't had much time to even play. Uh, and whenever I do play, I'm usually playing Mario Kart. So, yeah. Anyways, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, like we started on the uh, on the on the low note, we're going to end it on the low note as well, I guess. Doug, like I said, there there is no replacing you. Uh, you will be sorely missed, and any time that you want to come on the show, just punch me up. Let Tyler know. Punch you up. Don't like, well, come to you. And please, please punch don't you. punch me. But uh, you know, you will always have a space here on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, guys. It means a lot, and it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's been something that I'm gonna miss. And uh, you know, to all the listeners out there, thanks for. Tuning in while I've, you know, been around and I don't know. Thanks for, uh, I don't know, doing the show, uh, letting me do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just been fun. I'm going to miss it for sure. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Not saying goodbye. We're just saying see you later. We'll see what happens. All right. We'll see what. We'll see what the future holds uh, for Doug. So uh, for the podcast crew, I am Dane O'Haran. I'm Tyler Abear. I have been Doug, and uh, I won't see you all next week, but uh, oh, fuck, I'm not going to see you all at all. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, uh, I mean, you guys, I mean, like, oh, the, yeah, them. I was, I was going to do the haha, I'm going to steal the last line, but I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to see you all next week. <laughs> well, Tyler and I, We'll uh, we'll see you all next week.